Welcome to The Awakened Life, where new age babes come for business and life advice. Hosted by Brianna Rose and Julia Portella. to The Awakened Life, where new age babes come for life and business advice, co-hosted by myself, Brianna Rose, and my lovely co-host, Julia Portella. This week's episode is sponsored by Brianna Rose Branding and The Divine Duo. Um, This episode, we will be focusing on indigo children and how to come into alignment with your soul's purpose. So my lovely co-host, Julia Portella, will begin by discussing what an indigo child really is. So Julia, take it away. Woo! So um, indigo children, I actually feel like I am an indigo child. My mom actually was like, do you think you're an indigo? Um, Indigo children are people who are here to speak their truth and they are rule breakers and they are non-traditional and they like to kind of bust things wide open and they're sort of like debunkers they they see something they see the pattern and they question why are people following that where did they get their information from and they sort of debunk the traditional way of doing things um, but especially through using their voice. So, and that is me. Um, and that is you too, really. <laughs> me! <laughs> um, yeah, so indigos are, are really just people who speak their truth. Um, and they stand by it. They're very stubborn in their truth. And I think a lot of people that are probably tuning in right now probably are indigo children too. And that's mm-hmm. why you felt gutted to even come here. Even if you didn't know what indigo children were, maybe you just have heard it and you don't know exactly what that means just by you showing up tonight. Typically that's just the universe pulling you in by an electromagnetic field, just coming in together and rallying you up and showing you, okay, maybe this is, this is who you are. Yeah, absolutely. Um, indigos are, I like indigo energy because they communicate really, really clearly and concise and efficiently. Um, it's got a lot of Gemini energy in there. I'm sure a lot of Gemini people are, are indigos themselves, but that that really resonates with me because that's how I feel like I communicate and I like meeting other people who aren't Geminis but are indigos and we can get on that wavelength together and have those really in-depth discussions 
without the you know frilliness of regular conversation which is um indigos are are not about frilliness they're all to the point very direct very assertive so it's um it's really great energy to work with um you'll know indigos right away when they start talking yeah like you (laughs) (laughs) just like me yes so I think it's interesting, indigo children, because I feel like that a lot of people think of it as a new age term, when in reality, it's kind of been around for a while, and just because of this resurgence of spirituality and that being almost more of a trendy thing, that's why people are beginning to learn more about indigo children or even just hearing about it. Um, and indigo children, I believe... Um, during my research, it was from the 70s that someone had kind of come across this whole concept of indigo children and who they are, how to even acknowledge that maybe you are one and what characteristics that they do have. So if you think about it, it's been around for a while. It's not just some trendy term that people are throwing out there. Right. Yeah, it's important. It's got a lot of history. And I like that you said in the 70s, because I think a lot of people get caught up with the fact that Indigos are sort of in this one generation from the 70s to the 80s, and they're not. Mm -hmm. Um, It's something that is, I think, was super popular then, Mm -hmm. uh, based off of the energy. But I, but I think it's really great now that the tradition has kind of continued, and to see Mm -hmm. somebody like you know my mom, who was born in the 70s, who doesn't necessarily have a lot of indigo energy, but her daughters do. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, my sister is, is. very indigo too. That's amazing. Yeah. Yeah. So back to the seventies and indigo children, what happened was there was a woman and she started noticing that there was an indigo light around people's aura. And that's where the whole term indigo children started to come in because all of a sudden I believe she was an either an aura reader. I don't know too much about this woman. Um, but I know that she started doing some sort of aura readings and she started noticing that there was, um, just this indigo light that was surrounding these people that were coming to her. And that's where the, the term indigo children initially started from. So for those of you that are listening and maybe have never heard of it before, maybe you've heard about auras and you've heard about um, indigo children, just know that that's really where it stemmed from and that's what we're tapping into tonight. Yeah. So Julia, are there any other characteristics that you would say that someone could relate to if they were an indigo child? Is there some, I know you said like speaking your truth and you could tell by their voice, but do you feel like there's any other staples that might resonate with someone that's listening right now? Um, I think something that really resonates with me that is true of a lot of indigo people is that they travel very easily between realms. Mm -hmm. And I know for me, I'm almost never in my body. I astral project so much. Mm-hmm. And I, if you've ever heard me talk about my spirituality, not on the podcast, although I'm sure it will continue to come up, I am so connected to everything but Earth. Um, I love fairy tales. I love mermaids. I love all of this sort of quirky fairy tale stuff that doesn't really belong to this realm. And I think a lot of indigo children, it doesn't have to be the fairy tale realm, but are connected to other realms that are not necessarily the earth realm. It might be the angelic realm, it might be um, Akasha, it might be, yeah, Brianna's all about the <laughs> um, It might be Akasha, it might be, you know, Atlantis or somewhere else, but it, it's just usually something that's not on earth and you feel so drawn and connected to this one particular realm. Mm-hmm. I agree. Um, 
I think indigo children are a lot of fun as well. I believe that I am one too. And I think a thing for me that resonated with me when I started uh, learning more about indigo children was their um, like innate ability to tap into this psychic spiritual world. And I think a lot of people that our millennials typically probably are indigo children. Um, and for some reason, we just, we signed up for this, this earthly contract when we came down here. And it was really more about us having this deep connection already instilled within us. Whereas I feel like with the generations prior, they maybe had to work at it a little bit more. But the millennials, we came in and we were like, here, we're ready. We can see spirit. We can hear spirit. We know exactly what to do. We have this deep connection to our intuition. Maybe we have some psychic foresight. And I think that that was the, like, the true um, turning point for me when I was like, oh, that kind of sounds like me. That sounds like something that, that really resonates with me that makes me feel like that's a group that I'm a part of. And again, it's going between those, those realms of connecting with maybe fairies or angels or ascended masters and not so much being grounded in this world although maybe you do you know you go to school and you go to college and you're doing like the traditional earthly things but you're always thinking about spirit or or trying to manifest and manifesting is such like a huge thing right now but I think it comes more naturally to indigo children what do you think Julia yeah I've always um had an easy time manifesting something as long as I really wanted it um my mom always says that about me and she's like I always watched you and you've always been a powerful manifester (laughs) And I'm like, I'm trying so hard to manifest now. Where is everything? <laughs> um, but I think it goes back to, I think what you just said, goes back to a lot of these um, debunking these sort of untruths that we have. Because if you think about it, our body is, our physical body right now is just this kind of carrying case for our soul. And our soul has lived in many places and done many things. It's not just the earth realm, even though this is the realm that we're choosing to live in right now. So this is our truth for our physical body but your soul knows a little bit better and i think indigo children connect to that on a deeper level and they sort of look at the world around them and say well why and they are so connected to something else like to me a lot of things on earth don't make sense but a lot of fairy tale things to me make sense Mm -hmm. and i pull those truths into my everyday life and um, to quote Once Upon a Time, because, you know, it's my favorite thing. Julia's um, favorite, favorite, favorite show. <laughs> um, in Once Upon a Time, the Mad Hatter says, you know, where did you read about history in a book? Um, and, and what makes that book different than any other book? And I love that because it's so true. Why, why do we put truth in one thing? Because it's quote unquote factual, but or fictional or non-fictional, we, we're labeling these things. And I think it makes it really easy to debunk when you're um, attached to something else and you can see another person's truth. Mm-hmm. I agree. And for those of you that are listening, Julia and I, although we both are very spiritually minded, Julia is definitely more into the fairy tale realm and connecting with these other realms that exist. Whereas Um, although I love them and I respect them, I'm definitely more grounded. So if she's bringing up anything for you, if you're connecting with her, feel free to, we have a Q and a section up here. Um, feel free to, to chime in and you can ask her some questions. She could definitely delve a little bit deeper into those worlds. Whereas, um, I'm definitely more connected to angels and, um, ascended masters and things of that nature. So I just wanted to touch upon that too. Yeah. Yeah. 
So indigo children, how to know if you are one. Um, you, you feel like you can merge back and forth between realms pretty quickly. You want to speak your, tr your truth, or maybe you, you already are speaking your truth. A lot of times they, as Julia was saying, you have this voice about you. You're already projecting who you are, where you want to be, um, and you're, you're in deep alignment with that already. So those are a few things that can um, pop up for you or make you feel connected to indigo children. And what else do you think, Julia? Um, I think that's really it. I think if you question, I think to me the main thing is if you're questioning what's going on around you and you are willing to speak up about it, you're an indigo. Mm -hmm. I agree. And I would say it's mostly people that were born after the 70s. Um, and probably if you're tuning in again tonight, you are an indigo child and that's why you, you came here. Yeah. Yeah. So Absolutely. Welcome. welcome, indigo children. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, like as Julia was saying, people that are indigo children, there's a deep connection between being an indigo child and your third chakra. And the reason that is, if you even think about it, your third chakra is the color indigo, right? So there's that connection right there between indigo children and the indigo color. So indigo children, again, they tend to want to speak their truth, even if they aren't doing it already, they're okay. tempted to want to go forward. They're tempted to question things. And even right. me, right. growing up, I, I was a shy child, but there was always the wheels that were turning. I was always thinking about something. And so again, if you are even shy, that doesn't mean that you can't be an indigo child. It's just you having that ability to question what's happening to you. So even think that there might be something better than what's being given to you or something in another world almost in a sense, that can happen, whether it be manifesting, whether it be speaking to spirit, or it's just receiving uh, messages from your guides and angels. So the reason indigo children are connected to the third chakra is that ability to communicate. So I know last, um, last episode we were speaking about the third chakra, so we're going to bring that back in tonight, because being able to communicate is really important in our personal lives as well as in our business or our careers because if we are not in alignment with our soul's purpose or our soul's path we begin to feel that and especially as sensitive people that are indigo children you it's a whole nother world because i feel like 30 years ago people would just they would graduate from high school or college and they go work a nine to five because that's exactly what they had to do that was what that's what that was safe that was what was expected of them whereas when you think about our generation um it's it's so completely different because people are trying to figure out what their soul wants to do even if they're not even realizing that that's what they're doing people don't want to work that typical nine to five anymore they want to do something that moves them they want to do something that will make them happy they want to do something that's completely non-traditional and that all connects back with your third chakra because you are able to communicate you're able to come into alignment with what your purpose is even if you feel like you're just doing a part-time job right now you're still that energy surrounding it is you trying to come into alignment come into balance with what is going to make you happy although you might not already be there and what right. do you think julia about that yeah as you're saying this i'm actually thinking you know there's a lot of people i hope that are tuning in that if they're not entrepreneurs they're going to be um pretty soon and a big part of that is speaking your truth and finding your voice um, and giving yourself a platform to connect to your audience in a way that you might not have before. And that's what's so great about Indigo Children, especially when we're talking about 
not working the traditional nine to five. Um, and I, I get that because a year ago I wasn't a nine to five. It was actually in something longer than that. And <laughs> I didn't, I was part of a team, so I had a say, but I wasn't able to make my own decisions or, um, really to speak my opinions or have my opinions and ideas heard the way that they are in my business because it's my own and I've created it and I'm able to communicate the way that I want to communicate and get my message across the way that I want to. And there's a lot of freedom in that. Mm -hmm. And I think that that's something that's really important. You might have this indigo energy kind of dormant in you that needs to be awakened and shaken up and saying, Hey, I'm here and let me speak my truth and find something to really connect myself to and, and to talk about it. Yep, I agree. And I think um, something important that you said was freedom. Yeah. I think that that's a huge connection just for everyone, but especially Indigo children is having that freedom, not having to be stuck within the confinement of maybe a nine to five job, right? Or just being stuck in wherever you are in your life. It's having that freedom to project, to have that psychic foresight to see where you really should be doing. Although you might not be doing it now, knowing the path that you, you need to take. And there's... You, you feel it inside of you when you know that you're not where you need to be. You might be irritable, you might be angry, you might be anxious or feel fearful. And those are all signs that something needs to change. And again, with that third chakra, when you aren't fully expressing who you are, when you aren't fully expressing what it is that you came here for, or maybe what makes you happy, whether it's creative expression of your soul's purpose, then that's going to create energetic blockages within your body. And it's going to take some time to move through that. Or it could also create blockages within your personal life because you're going to be a little bit more anxious. Maybe you're a little bit more irritable. And that's going to create some problems in your personal life as well as your business life. So when you are, whether you're, you are working a nine to five right now, typically you're probably thinking about something on the side. There's something that you have been wanting to do, or maybe there's something that you always wanted to do. And now is the time to really take that leap. Whether it's starting as a part-time job or maybe you do have a business right now, it's really thinking about what it is gonna, that's going to make you happy and not having any fear surrounding it because fear is always holding us back and you have to use fear as your compass unless you are in mortal danger. Fear is typically the route that you need to take and it's just your ego that is holding you back and when you hold yourself back you're repressing your voice, you're repressing that that beautiful throat chakra, that indigo color and it's holding you back and it's making you feel insecure in who you are. Um, so again, with your third chakra, it's all about the self-expression. It's all about coming into alignment with your purpose. And when you do have a business, um, a lot of times we start businesses and of course we want to make money, which is, you know, a main factor in everything that we do in our lives because we do live in this Western world. But you have to be in alignment with your brand. You have to be in alignment with the voice surrounding your brand. And that even goes down to your social media posts. When you are posting something and you feel like it's not good or maybe you're feeling a little icky about it, don't post it because the energy surrounding that is going to be icky and not good and people aren't going to want to pay attention to it. So even it comes down to your social media posts as well as the content on your website as well as your own voice when you're speaking to your clients or you're speaking and doing public relation engagements. It's all about being in alignment with your soul's purpose and making sure that that bleeds through every single thing that you do. Yeah, a thousand percent. 
Yeah. And it's pretty crazy because I work with a lot of, um, you know, wellness entrepreneurs and they have this beautiful vision of where they want to be, but sometimes it's too cookie cutter, right? They feel like they have to be in this restricted um, industry and write in a certain way. And then when they're reading it to me, maybe they're reading their mission statement or maybe they're just reading their packages and they're stumbling over their words or it's just not flowing correctly. That's a sign that you're not in alignment with your brand. Everything should feel so good. It should resonate with you on such a high level that it moves you because you want your message to not only move you, but it wants you want it to move the masses as well because you want people to feel that energy surrounding it. So again, being an indigo child, it's being able to tap into that energy of self-expression and making sure that you are connected with your purpose and you are connected with your soul's path. Yeah. It's definitely something that um, I know I'm working on this with you right now as I kind of recreate my own brand. And it's something that's, that's really coming up strong for me right now is what am I looking for? And it's not just in my business. This is in every aspect of my life because we like to, as humans, kind of compartmentalize things and say, no, no, this is only directed towards my business, but if your throat chakra is blocked or if any chakra is blocked, it's going to block you not only in your business and what you're putting out there, but it's gonna block your personal life, your romantic life, it's going to block your physical body, it's going to put blocks everywhere and you might not necessarily realize the connection um, unless you're really super in tune and those things are really important and I know for me last time I was like hey I never have a problem with my throat chakra and then guess what the next day my throat was swollen closed and uh, my neck was out to here um, I totally jinxed myself yes um, you're clearing yes I was totally clearing but I'll tell you right now I've had some really hard conversations in the past two weeks and I've also gotten a little bit more clear about my brand and defined it defined it to find some of the new readings that I'm going to be doing and um, I've, I've worked a lot on blogging and podcasting and kind of getting all of these different venues that my voice is in right getting them kind of squared off because something was not right and it's really interesting that it came up that that we've been working on this um, because it totally affected me last time. Mm -hmm. Totally affected me. So yeah, like I thank you for sharing that because I think a lot of people don't even realize that they have an issue with their throat or their, their form of communication, not necessarily speaking, but just yeah. internally. Um, and once you bring your awareness to it, you could begin to realize what's going on, not only in your business life or your career life, but your personal life too. And when there is some sort of, again, there's some sort of energetic blockage, it's going to affect you on all areas of your life. Yeah. And we're saying, you know, right now we keep saying, speak your truth and speaking your truth. But I like that you just said, speaking your truth doesn't have to be this outward thing. It could just be something that you're admitting to yourself. Um, and I know for me, that's a really big issue. I have a really, when I know something to be true, I have no problem speaking it out to other people. But when I'm even, you know, 99.9% .9 sure of something, that 0.1% holds me back. And I have a lot of thoughts about it. And it does create those blockages. I don't usually see it manifest in my throat chakra the way that it did these last two weeks. But, um, but it does, it manifests 
really relatively really quickly wherever the issue is is affecting you and for me like i i know i'm nervous for us to kind of one day get into the sacral chakra because that's where i really have a lot of issues but <laughs> we all um, do. <laughs> <laughs> um but you know the throat chakra it, a lot of what i had to do over the past two weeks from you know the first pat podcast to now is admit a lot of really hard things to myself that I didn't want to see um, or that I didn't want to be true, but are, and it's making peace with that. And I, I haven't been so crazy to be talking about it to other people, but journaling about it by myself and kind of sorting out my emotions behind it so that I can find my truth and move forward and speak that out loud. Mm -hmm. And that's, I think, a really important part of it too, is, is admitting it to yourself. Yeah, I know for me, um, I'm going away at the end of the week, and so I've been kind of pre-writing my blog posts, which I don't usually do. I usually kind of write them in the moment based off what I'm feeling, but I've been writing in advance, and I know one of the things I wrote about yesterday actually was, you know, this declaration that I had um, made when I was a little girl. When I was 12 years old, I had made a declaration to myself I never spoke it out loud to anybody. It was just something that was kind of in my subconscious. And I was sort of half asleep thinking about, you know, my, my romantic life, not to sound cliche, but I was kind of like really frustrated. Why isn't this working out for me? Why is none of this working out for me? And part of that is because um, I'm supposed to be focusing on my business right now. It's my baby and I, I need to be taking care of it. But the other part was, you know, as I'm half groggy, half asleep, is I heard this declaration that I made to myself, and it was like a little plant in my head that sort of just sprouted roots and, and took ground there, and suddenly that became my truth. And even though I wasn't speaking it out loud necessarily to other people in those exact words, my actions and my words and my language around my romantic life were being dictated by this declaration that I had made when I was 12. Mm -hmm. I mean, it was it's so antiquated. So even things like that, it doesn't have to necessarily be stuff that you're speaking out loud. It's just stuff that sticks with you that you're telling yourself, I can't do this, or I'm not good enough, or I'm not worth it. It's, it is going back to those kind of fear-based thoughts um, that we were talking about earlier, and I, I really like that because fear is just false evidence appearing real people. It is. I know. I love that. What, who created that? Was that um, Doreen Virtue? I, f I forget. False I'm pretty, I'm I forget where sure. I first heard it, but when I heard it, I was like, that so resonates with me. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know if she created it, but she definitely says it, and that um, has always stuck with me because it has, as an indigo child, actually forced me to look at my fears and say, this is not real. This is not a true reality. And you're actually so powerful that you created this. You must be powerful enough to change it. Mm -hmm. And that's where indigo power really comes in. It allows you to take that, that fear-based energy, manipulate it to empower yourself. Mm-hmm. Definitely. Yeah, exactly. Taking that fear-based energy, manipulating it, manifesting it, and turning it into something that is so much more beautiful and so much more positive versus getting into that fear-based thinking of, I can't do it, I'll never make it, I'll never succeed. Because us indigo children, we have this unique power to be able to tap into these energies that surround us and utilize them and harness them. And, and you sense you really 
manifest us or propel us forward into our life's purpose. And again, a lot of times we'll feel that fear-based um, thoughts, whether it's coming in through us when we're thinking, or maybe we might even feel it energetic with energetically within our body. But once we are able to acknowledge that, to acknowledge those fears, that's half the battle of you realizing that you have an issue with something. Yeah. Definitely. So Julia, do you want to speak about um, how to recognize when our um, throat chakra is unbalanced? Yes, because I just went through all of this. So I'm very so, so fresh in your mind right now. I know. Oh, it was like as of yesterday. It was like, please heal me before the podcast. Thanks. Bye. <laughs> um, so obviously the the quickest way is through a sore throat. And I don't believe in getting sick. That's just my own personal belief. Um, so every time I have a sore throat, I'm like, mm, my chakra. Yeah. <laughs> and I immediately start to get to work on it. That's probably the number one sign that something's off um, is a sore throat. But also, if you have neck or upper shoulder tension, which I get a lot, mm -hmm. and I always find myself doing like these kind of, well, people that are listening to this after won't see me doing these funky moves, but um, <laughs> but I always kind of do this little dance with myself. <laughs> yeah, graceful. Um, that are, I kind of always do these moves to kind of release tension right here, but I am a very active speaker, so it does help balance it out a little bit. Um, there is also, to go back to fear, um, a fear of speaking up and usually due to some sort of fear connected to childhood. And the number one example I can always think of, even though no one had ever said this to me, but this is, this is always what I think of is, children should be seen, not heard. And that's just, again, like just implanting this sort of belief that you don't necessarily need to have, but it kind of just coexists because you've heard it all your life. Um, and I'm very glad that no one ever told me that because I think as an indigo, I would have been like, excuse me? <laughs> Let me talk right now. Um, I know for me, I don't really get tension headaches, but if I do, um, I usually connect it to the, the throat chakra. And it usually means to me that it's underactive that you're not seeing something correctly, it's kind of working in collaboration with that third eye chakra. You're not seeing something correctly and so you're not speaking about it correctly. Um, and, and Or you, you can't see the whole picture yet so you're not speaking about it. And that's usually when you get the tension headache. It's usually if your throat chakra is underactive. Um, swollen glands, I get very badly. Or, an earache, which I had this whole week, I thought I had an ear infection, um, an earache, and this is happening if you're overactive because there's an inability to listen. And uh, <laughs> I know, right? Um, there was also a download, so don't worry. Uh, for me, I had an earache this, this week, and it wasn't that my throat chakra was necessarily overactive. Um, it, it actually was underactive, but I wasn't listening to my inner guidance. And so all of the stuff that I was kind of spewing out wasn't 100% from my gut um, with confidence. But usually, 99% of the time, if you have an earache, it's connected to the throat chakra, and it means that you're not listening to the other people around you, or you're not listening to your um, inner guidance, and so you're not speaking correctly. And lastly, stuttering. 
and these are all just physical symptoms. I wanted to give physical symptoms. There's obviously emotional symptoms mm -hmm. and mental symptoms that are going on. But the physical symptoms, I think, are people don't often connect with it. Um, if you get into a really bad fight and then the next day you wake up and you have a sore throat, and even if the fight was over a text or over a phone call but you weren't yelling, um, or you're just really angry at somebody but you didn't really speak up about it, and a lot of those times you'll wake up the next day and your throat is sore, and you know our first instinct is to kind of pop to Advil and call it a day and just move forward with it, but but really your your throat is sensitive and sore because you haven't spoken your truth or you've spoken too much. Mm -hmm. um, so your physical body gives you a lot of, um, it's really a roadmap. It gives a lot of indication about what's going on in your energetic body mm -hmm. um, and, how, and how the physical body is being impacted by the energetic body. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I always say that a physical symptom is an energetic blockage that's manifesting into a physical injury or feeling. Uh-huh, definitely. Mm -hmm. And it's so whenever you do feel like that something is going on within you, whether it is pain or maybe you're sick, a lot of times there's some sort of um, energetic blockage that is linked to it, especially your third chakra, because that affects so many different areas of your body. Like how you were just saying, even a tension headache, like you wouldn't yeah. necessarily think that something right here would affect right up here. Yeah. It's pretty interesting. Yeah, it's cool how they all connect together. And again, it's kind of debunking as an indigo. It's mm -hmm. sort of debunking that myth that everything has to be compartmentalized. So I've had a fight and that was that. was that. And then you wake up the next day and you're kind of a little bit sick. And your first thought is to just be cranky about it. Like, of course. Now I've woken up because I'm mad at somebody and now I'm sick. Like naturally, that's how the world works. Mm -hmm. um, and we don't really ever stop to kind of make these small connections um, between the energetic body and the physical body. And I think that the, it gives a lot of clues as to what's going on. And especially because it does impact different parts of your body. Mm -hmm. um, any one of your chakras can impact the other chakras. In fact, they to say that they don't impact each other is almost ridiculous. But just to be specific about the throat chakra in particular, but if you're feeling it in one chakra, you're feeling it all over. It's mm -hmm. not just in one. Mm -hmm. And I know for me, um, after last episode, I because I was releasing a lot of stuff from my romantic life, I was releasing a lot of stuff from my family life, I was releasing a lot of stuff from my business life, and I was feeling it from, I had a very bad cough, from probably like my lower back all the way up through my head. And that's really covering pretty much all of your chakras. Mm -hmm. um, so I was releasing on every level, even though I was noticing it the most in my throat chakra, probably because it was annoying me the most in my throat chakra. But I wasn't, I wasn't not releasing from my root or from my crown or from other chakras either. They all kind of impact each other. Mm -hmm. I agree. So what I would like to do now is, instead of doing a meditation, I think it would be really great if we just had everyone, even if you're listening or if you're tuning in live, um, just to begin to shut your eyes. And I just want you to just begin to feel that throat chakra and just bring your awareness to it and just begin to see if there's anything out of bounds there. You might even feel like you have to cough 
the second that I say that, or you might even just feel some sort of <laughs> <laughs> See, I knew I had to say that for a reason. <laughs> I was like, oh God, I have to cough so bad. <laughs> and typically when you feel those um, sensations, it's because there's some sort of energetic blockage that is lying there, whether it is something that is imbalanced or overactive. But typically if it is unbalanced, you're gonna have to cough it out. Think of it, think of it as you just like almost purging that energy. So again, just sit here and just be mindful of that area. And if you do feel something lying here in your third tracker, you can begin to bring your awareness to this area and see where it goes. So as Julia was saying before that all of our chakras are connected, you might immediately feel the energy go from your throat all the way up to maybe your third eye area because maybe you have some sort of tension headache. Or maybe you're going to feel that energy go down into your sacral because maybe there's some sort of connection between your creative power and you not being able to fully express that creative power. So just take a few moments, and you can also do this tonight, or you can do it wherever you are. Um, whenever you do feel like maybe there's something a little off within your body, it doesn't just have to be your third chakra. Um, but if you feel like that maybe things aren't coming into alignment with you, you can take a mental note of your body, of your energetic body, and bring, bring your awareness inside versus outside. So again, bring that area to your throat. Feel it. You can even touch it if you want, and maybe you can even begin to feel it expand and contract with your breath. And in your mind's eye, if you're visual like me, you may even begin to feel some darkness. And that doesn't mean that it's um, like a dark energy. It just means that there's some sort of healing that needs to occur here. So if you want, with everyone that's even listening, even if you don't see anything, I just want you to begin to bring some white light to this area. And just begin to envision white light surrounding your throat chakra. And you could begin to feel it absorb any other energies that might be residing here that do not serve you for your highest good. And just feel them begin to move back and forth, up and down. Just going deep from your heart, all the way up to your throat, all the way up to your third eye. Just feel that energy swishing back and forth. You can even envision water if you want, just going up and down, cleansing, cleansing, cleansing and just take a deep breath in and then push it out. And again, as you're pushing it out, you might begin to cough again because you are purging and releasing that energy. And when you're ready, you can open your eyes. So, so how are you lovely. feeling now, Julia? How am I feeling? Yeah, after your, your cough. <laughs> yeah, no, I feel, I feel good. I'm actually, I'm actually stuffy. Um, oh, that's interesting. Yeah, so I'm actually feeling it a little bit in my throat. At, like it's hard to swallow because, not that it's sore, but it, it feels a little bit hard to swallow because of um, my congestion. Mm -hmm. um, and now your congestion, I had actually thought that this was um, anger. Mm -hmm. But when I looked it up, it actually is self-worth. And that makes a lot of sense about like you're stuffing everything kind of down. And that, that makes a lot of sense on what I, what I've been releasing on an emotional, spiritual, physical, mental level. So I'm not surprised that all of a sudden I just kind of congested up again. Um, but I'll be interested to kind of do the meditation a little bit later, you know, right before bed and see how, um, how it impacts me then. Mm -hmm. 
Yeah, a lot of healing can occur during our sleep for everyone that's tuning in. Um, that's why sometimes you go to sleep and you wake up and you feel so much better. And it's because there's a lot, there's massive amounts of healing while we're sleeping because we not we aren't exactly here on the earthly plane. Yeah. We ascend and we go to wherever we need to go and we receive healing from whoever um, likes to step forward and whether it maybe is a loved one or it could be an angel or a guide that comes forward and decides to give you some extra juju and hooking you up and making you feel better. Yeah. Yeah. So my favorite we talking, hmm? what'd you say? I said sleep is my favorite thing. Oh yeah. Sleep is a spiritual. <laughs> yeah. It really is. And I think a lot of people, um, they forget to make time for sleep because again, me and Julia, for those of you who are tuning in, we're both from New York and in New York, it's all about not sleeping and getting your work done and rushing around and ugh, not taking care of yourself. And that is the complete opposite of what you really should be doing. Um, sleep is such an important part of our lives and everyone should be taking the, the time to just rest. Even if you aren't sleeping, just rest and meditating and healing and taking care of yourself and again tapping into that indigo power of being able to create the life that you've always wanted to live um, so when you are in that that place of stillness you can awaken to the energies that surround you and you, you can begin to feel that guidance that might begin to, to flow through you and you might not even know where that guidance is coming from um, and maybe it's just your intuition but your intuition is typically coming from a higher power your higher consciousness speaking through you and giving you those ideas to go forward and maybe start a new project or, or to go call a friend or just to go to the supermarket and then you meet someone new um, that is that is the whole concept of indigo children is being able to tap into that higher consciousness at record pace yeah yeah so julia do you want to talk about um i know you have some really fun stuff about balancing your third chakra with essential oils because julia is like the essential oil queen i went over to her house and she has this whole caddy of essential oils and it's absolutely insane and so beautiful and i immediately wanted to order one <laughs> thank you You're um, yeah i love i love the essential oils they are they have changed my life um so, so what brand do you use give it a I little use, plug yeah i use young living essential oils um they have again to tie in with the 70s which i love because i'm sure that um gary young is probably an indigo child but um young living came around in the in the um 70s and people have been trying to debunk it and prove them wrong since, which I actually like because no one's been able to. Mm -hmm. um, all of the oils are super effective. I know for me, I've completely stopped ingesting medicine um, and things like that. And I totally supplement all of my personal, mental, emotional, spiritual needs um, with essential oils. So I wrote down two oils that I wanted to bring out, but actually when I was looking at my oils, I was guided to bring out more. So the first one, which I actually put on before the show. Julia's just addicted. <laughs> I'm like, which one do I bring out? Um, no, I love my oils. Um, Let's see. So I pulled out Valor first. Oh, Valor, I love Valor. Oh. Yeah. Valor is so great in helping you speak your truth. It's definitely a confidence booster, um, and that's why I like it. Um, but I specifically picked this one because I, I mean, if you're watching, you can see it's blue. It's actually blue. The oil itself is actually blue. Indigo. So, yes. Mm -hmm. um, 
So when I was, you know, last week when I was um, really struggling with my throat chakra, um, Valor came with me everywhere because it's this kind of beautiful indigo color that it was literally sticking on my indigo centered chakra and it was helping me to balance it out a little bit and give me the confidence to have those conversations that I really needed to have. So that one's Valor. Beautiful. Now, if you're underactive, um, I picked Surrender, mm. which I never really use for my throat chakra, but I like it because it is, again, that kind of indigo blue color. Um, and they both have, they must have the same oil in it because they have that kind of same tangy smell, and I love that. But I thought Surrender, the message of that was so great because it's actually allowing you to surrender to the universe and having something greater speak through you um, so that you're speaking your truth more correctly. So that's why I picked surrender. But now for people that were like me that or that are going to be like me that were really releasing last week and you, um, you know, I, I knew it was spiritual, but I still kind of felt like there was this deep physical aspect to it and it manifested into this sort of flu-like cold, so um, I picked time. Because time is, yeah, it's kind of this funky smell. It smells literally like the herb, but again, it's kind of in this blue bottle. It's funny, um, I'm like waiting for you to take the, the, the bottle and like go like this to me and like have me smell it. <laughs> um, <laughs> your turn. <laughs> yeah. um, no, I'm smelling them as I go. <laughs> um, I picked, I picked, I tried to pick ones that kind of stay in these blue bottles too and I'll put pictures up to them in the, in the show notes um, because I think that even if the oil isn't blue like time it kind of um, resonates with the vibration of the bottle mm -hmm. um, the color of the bottle so I picked time because I actually felt like I, w I had a very bad cold and time is an antifungal and an antibacterial so I personally ingest the oils, but I would check with your doctor before you do. Um, so I was ingesting thyme all last week because it kind of has that blue color vibration in it, but it's also that kind of antibacterial, so it was helping me kind of clear faster whatever I had going on. Mm -hmm. um, so those are the three ones that I picked because I thought that they were just a really diverse for either overactive, underactive, or if you actually feel physically sick. Um, and I thought that those are great. Yeah, I but love all those oils. I know, oils are the best. I could talk about them all day. I also wanted to add that Valor is also known as the essential oil of Archangel Michael. And really? I think that he's important. Yeah, I think that he's important to note, to bring in when you're feeling uncomfortable about communicating because he's all about making you feel safe and protected. And a lot of times we don't feel safe and protected to speak our voice. So know you're, when you're putting on that oil, you, you're coming not also into your power, but you also have this, this sacred layer of protection from Archangel Michael helping you to speak your truth. Yeah, um, I love that. I didn't know that Valor was connected to him. That definitely makes me feel a lot cooler. Right. Um, yeah. Um, so my next, actually, when I first felt like I had a cold, or not a cold, but when I first realized I had a sore throat, my first instinct was to eat blueberries. So, and I had none in my house. So I went to the organic corner, which is one of my favorite places to be. And I was like, I need something blue. And luckily for me, I know the owner, so he was laughing at me um, 
and you know the girl that was working behind the juice bar she was like does it have to be blue and he was like yes it has to be blue there must be a reason <laughs> um, I was like it needs to be blue it needs to kind of resonate with this color and so it was kind of this thick deep blue you know indigo blueberry um, smoothie and I slowly drank it throughout the day because I knew that that was going to actually literally hit my throat center as I was drinking it so it was the color and the food um, was all kind of impacting that, and it did help with the swelling with my swollen glands. Beautiful. Um, yeah. And then my next go-to, which I'm wearing right now, is my mala beads, um, which are blue, and it has like a blue little uh, nice, it's not indigo, but it's blue. Um, and I, you know, the second that I realize that I have a problem with my throat chakra or if I have a big speaking engagement, I always wear my mala beads because they have that blue color. So it helps to balance this chakra. Um, and then yesterday, it was funny, I had a client at the house and she actually gave me this beautiful blue kind of synchronicity. Um, yeah. And I, she was like, you know, I really feel like you need this. And I was like, thank you, because I've been having such a problem with my throat chakra. Um, so. She gave me this bracelet, and it's very funny because it's the only other blue crystal that I have, which is this kind of blue kyanite crystal. I'm not really, I mean, I'm into the crystals, but not really as much as I think you are. Um, so you could probably speak a little bit more about them. But I know um, this is a one particular crystal that doesn't need to be cleansed. Mm -hmm. So I stick this in my water. Um, and then it kind of carries that blue energy throughout the vibration of my water and it raises my water's vibration to help clear the throat chakra too. So I drink a lot of crystal water. I was gonna stick it in there tonight um, before <laughs> we got for the podcast, but then I was gonna have to fish it out to show you guys um, for the podcast live. So I decided not to put it in my water. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. Yeah. Um, was there any other crystals that you wanted to mention? It's really funny that you brought up your blue kyanite because that's the one that I. Oh, that's so funny. <laughs> oh, yours is so pretty. Thank you. It's actually black. I got it. One of my clients gave it to me. Isn't it so pretty? Yeah, it's gorgeous. And um, so it's kyanite. And the reason that I use it for the third chakra is because it actually kyanite will actually align all of your chakras. Yes. As you were saying before, um, when one's off, it will affect all the others. So I feel like this is like your one-stop shop. You know, like okay. this work with it. Um, and there are also several other um, crystals that work well with the throat chakra. And I'm not going to name all of them because that would take forever. Um, but basically think of it as any crystal that is the color blue. Yeah. That, that's one that you could work with. And also it's great for me to not tell you which crystals to work with because you should be divinely guided to choose whichever one that you want to work with. So when yeah. you go to your crystal store, just go and just try to find a blue one when you feel like your throat's off. And you can also, I actually... It's funny, I was going through all of my crystals and I have them like sporadically all throughout my home. I have them in the bathroom, I have them everywhere. And I really don't have that many blue crystals, which I thought was really interesting. Um, because typically when my throat is off, I'll use the kinase. But I'll also use a clear quartz crystal because that is so, it just releases so much energy. So I'll actually sit and meditate with it on my throat. I like to lay down when I meditate because I'm lazy. So I'll lay down and I'll just have the crystal resting there and I just envision it absorbing. Here, you guys want to see? Um, I envision it absorbing all of that toxic energy. And I might even run it like through 
my throat, maybe down to my root, wherever I want to go and just envision it just absorbing all that energy and just clearing it because again, all of your chakras are connected. So when, so when one is off, you need to work with all the other ones as well. Um, yeah. Even when I'm doing any sort of communication, whether it's like tonight, I have my crystal um, yeah. or it's, you know, working with clients and being in business. And when you are in a career, if you are, if you do have your own business, communication is such a huge staple because you need to be able to communicate your vision, to communicate your voice in the most appropriate way possible. And I always like to have a little edge with me, which is my crystals. So you can use them as well. You could stick them. I always get like the small pocket size ones. Oh, I think I have like a little one right here. Um, this one's actually a little bigger than pocket size, but I like to stick it in my bra because then it's with you on the go. And you can bring it with you when you're doing a, sp a speaking engagement or maybe you have a meeting, maybe you have to meet with your boss or maybe you're gonna go meet with a new client and you just need that extra protection of energy to help you to communicate more clearly. Um, and also it's a nice way to be able to connect with the earthly energy that surrounds us as well and keep us grounded. Yeah, and it doesn't really, I mean, I think we're giving you guys a lot of tools right now, so it doesn't matter which one you're kind of Yeah. No, 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 it's a good thing, because um, it doesn't really matter which one you resonate with. It, it's all about intention. Mm -hmm. um, so for me, I'm a Gemini, and Geminis are multitaskers, and they can't really stick with one thing for too long. Um, so I need kind of every tool in my back pocket, because... I, I just want all the stops out while I'm healing something. I want my beads on. I want a crystal in my water. Mm -hmm. I want to be um, eating the food, wearing the color. Um, mm -hmm. You know, that was something I mentioned last podcast. My first go-to is to grab that color and wear it because it immediately, there's something about color therapy that just immediately balances it out. And even in the foods that I eat, you know, I didn't go in and order something green. I said it needs to very specifically be blue. Um, so there is something about color therapy and I kind of use that color therapy throughout every tool. Um, but there are other things too, right? Like, uh, yoga and yoga poses mm -hmm. and anything, um, like a shoulder stand or a shoulder shrugs or anything like that. They're really, really great for the throat chakra because anything that's getting blood pumping to your upper body is healing the throat chakra. It's getting things moving there. It's um, putting energy where it was not previously. Mm -hmm. And so that's some yoga stuff that you could do, but you could also just vibrate with the sound of the throat chakra, which is ohm. And that's like the easiest one. We all know. <laughs> I mean, everyone knows that. So it's, it's literally the easiest one to just sit there and go ohm and kind of get that humming right down to your voice and allow into your um, vocal cords it rather and allow that humming to sort of do the healing. It doesn't necessarily have to be one way or the other. I just like to use all of the tools because I want it to heal as fast as possible. Yeah. And also because I get bored of one thing. Um, I, 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 I sure that like I always have faith, but I like to make sure that I'm tapping it in all areas to make sure everything's yeah. working. Because I'm like, mm, if I just do the crystals, is that really gonna work? Maybe I should do the oils and the crystals and and chanting and this and that. I always like to bring it all together to make like a complete package. Yep, me too. Yeah, <laughs> that's funny that you said Om. I didn't even think of that for that to be with the third chakra, but that makes so much sense. Yeah, it's um, 
it's definitely the frequency of it. Mm -hmm. So, um, and you know, each chakra has its own frequency and its own vibrational sound and its own vibrational words and um, like a whole nother. Yeah. <laughs> That's a whole different episode. <laughs> but <laughs> but the third chakra is home, so you can yeah. vibrate with that frequency, and it helps you balance it. And the thing that I like about all of these tools, you know, perhaps minus the yoga, if you're going to do like a shoulder stand, but um, all of them are really quick, easy to go, fast kind of things. They don't need to be this drawn out process. Even though I think me and you are a little bit more into making it a lengthier process because we want something to heal relatively quickly, but these are kind but of yeah, they're kind of just tools that you can, you know, like we said, like you could just throw a crystal into your bag or into your water. You can throw the oils. Like I throw the oils; they're very tiny, right into my pocketbook, and it's not it's not a conscious thing. It's just kind of. Whenever my mind is drawn to it, like, oh, I have my oil in my bag, then I go and I put it on, and it takes no more than 10 seconds out of my day, mm -hmm. um, but it's super effective, and that's what I think is really, really great about all of these tools, is that they're really healing, but they're not time-consuming. Mm -hmm. Definitely. Again, it only takes an extra couple of seconds out of your day, and you will feel so much better, so it's completely worth it. Yeah. Yeah. So I think that that kind of like wraps up our whole little um, discussion on indigo children and mm -hmm. our throat chakra. So I think it would be really great if maybe Julia, I don't know, tell me what you're thinking. If we did some sort of reading um, for everyone that's listening, more of a general one. And since our um, show is every other week, maybe Julia, you pull a card for this week and then I'll pull a card for the next week to hold everyone over. I like that. Yeah. Um, okay, so we're working with, I know um, we both have the same deck out, so I'm hoping that you're using the same deck. Yeah. Um, indigo Children. Yeah, so we're using our Indigo Children deck by um, by Doreen Virtue, and there'll be a link to this in the show notes that you can go and you can purchase them on Amazon um, through our Amazon affiliate link. And um, it costs you nothing extra, but we'll get a little bit of the proceeds from that, just so you guys know. Um, but this is a great deck to work with, especially if you think that you're indigo, because the messages are super straightforward and super simple, but um, really clear. And you can't misunderstand them. Um, and that's what I love about this deck, because I, I, I tend to like to manipulate the words on other card decks. Um, and you can't necessarily do that with the indigo indigo deck. So um, as I'm shuffling, just so you guys know, I'm praying silently to myself um, about what message everyone that's listening to this podcast needs to hear um, so that it resonates with you. And this card is sticking right up. And interesting enough, it is the release and relax card. Ooh, I love that one. Yes. So this is so great. This makes me feel like immediately people that are listening to this are going to have kind of this deep physical healing through the throat chakra. Um, and I like that it is kind of two parts, which makes me feel like, you know, we're at Monday right now. We're in the beginning of the week. Um, so there is some releasing to do, whether it's physical, mental, emotional, or spiritual. Um, there are conversations that you need to have. There are people you need to talk to 
there are truths that you need to admit to yourself and that's all kind of coming up in the beginning of the week but i like that relax comes up for the for the end of the week um particularly because i'm going away so it fits very well with my own personal week but um it's important to it this is um a really good message of giving and receiving or male and female energy and as much releasing as you're going to be doing in the beginning of the week you need to remember to reward yourself because releasing is hard work and you're doing um you're doing work so even though you're gaining something from releasing and you're getting a better perspective or um you're clearing a physical blockage or you're leaving behind a toxic relationship or something of that sort you still need to reward yourself and tell yourself that you did a you know something really hard in releasing and allow yourself to relax for the weekend and and kind of take a load off and take a sea salt bath um which will help with your throat chakra as well um and use your oils and and have a a weekend where you kind of disconnect and maybe turn your phone off or you're not on social media as much and um plug into yourself and connect to yourself and treat yourself to what i tend to call in my own personal life as terrific ladies weekends <laughs> <laughs> love that it's a, it's such a good message to um to think about for the week yeah it's going to it's obviously going to be a very cathartic week mm-hmm. um, oh yeah of course so and again, everyone that's listening after you like as julia was last week after you get off um this video with us or if you're listening after you finish listening you might begin to feel some sort of releasing from your throat chakra because you're bringing your awareness to that area you're bringing your awareness to the energy that surrounds that so you might begin to feel yourself healing and clearing from that as well yeah definitely so as Julia um, was shuffling, I actually I also shuffled and pulled a card too. And the card that I pulled, which I'm really really excited about, is is what we talked about in the beginning of the episode. Is freedom? Yeah. What a beautiful card. I know. Isn't she so beautiful? Everyone. Yeah, she really is. It's me. Wow. <laughs> that's you, that's how you see yourself. That's very. Yeah. No, that's so beautiful. I don't know if I've ever spent. Um, this deck is relatively new to me. I got it for Christmas, even mm-hmm. though I've worked with the deck before, or I've seen the deck before. Mm-hmm. Um, so I don't know if I've definitely connected to them on that level, but I know that you really work with them in your business. So that's so beautiful that you have that. Um, I definitely have cards like that in other decks and it feels so good <laughs> when that card comes up, does it not? <laughs> yeah. So, um, <laughs> The freedom card, I feel like it comes to us because after you have the rest and relaxation and you're healing and you're clearing and you're moving through your throat, then you have the freedom to fully express yourself. And again, that's really what it means to be an indigo child is coming into that freedom of self-expression and not judging yourself or not judging those that are around you. It's really coming into your own and coming into your purpose and coming into your path and allowing yourself to fully be free of the restrictions that you have put put yourself into, whether it be from your family members or maybe it's just from yourself that you just feel like that you shouldn't be able to you shouldn't be able to accomplish a specific goal, or maybe you're not ready to leave that job and know that not this week but next week it's all about the freedom. It's all about you coming into the freedom, whether it's you letting yourself go on a little mini vacation or maybe spending a little bit of extra time on yourself and getting a facial whatever it might be whatever freedom means for you that's the energy that you should be tapping into next week 
Yeah. Look how that relaxation, that kind of self-care aspect keeps coming up. Definitely. So as you're, as you're moving through, um, I don't know why, but self-care is just coming up really, really strong. So just make sure that you're nurturing yourself and you're taking care of yourself because it's definitely not in our first nature. Mm-hmm. And um, there is a way to speak your truth to other people without, without being cruel. Um, but don't also underspeak or try and um, control the circumstances so that you're, you're saying something too kindly and are misunderstood. Mm-hmm. Um, I know last week we talked a little bit about assertiveness, which comes from a place of love. Um, so make sure that you're doing that with love because that's where this self-care aspect is going to come in. If you're not speaking, if you're speaking either too harshly or too kindly so that people are misunderstanding or walking all over you, you're still not getting your message out there the right way. And you won't be able to take care of yourself because you'll have to keep doing that releasing process until you kind of get it right. Mm-hmm. Um, but the good thing is, this is obviously only through the beginning of the week and, and you know, into the weekend. So, um, you got some time. <laughs> yeah. And by next week, you'll have that freedom. Yeah. Freedom. I know. So great. (laughs) That way, when we get back to the podcast. Okay, so let's talk astrology for the month. Um, This month, there's a lot of romantic energy that's being highlighted, partnerships of all kinds, but especially romance, because Venus, the lover, is in the house of Aries, which is the warrior, and everyone's feeling a little bit active in this area. Um, especially ladies, definitely men that are more sensitive too, but I, I really feel this strong for women. And tomorrow, April 12th, Venus and Mars are going to have a play date in the sky, and this is giving us a little extra romantic boost, and I love that. Then on April 14th, Mercury and Jupiter will have a little powwow, and this is a good day to speak your truth. Um, and since we've been talking about the throat chakra tonight, This is especially important. Partnerships of all kinds are being highlighted during this month. So if you have a business partnership or a family relationship or a romantic partnership, something that's not, that you're not speaking your truth in, you need to really focus on that today um, because the energy is really, truly beautiful for that. On April 17th, Mars goes retrograde. So we always talk about Mercury going into retrograde, but we never really talk about any of the other planets, and they all do go into retrograde. So the energy, when Mars goes into retrograde, it's my least favorite, it feels very stagnant and it feels very stuck. Um, So just hang in there because there's going to be a lot of frustration and anger that comes up as you're sort of sifting through your emotions in order to let go of that which no longer serves you. Um, uh, this is more on an internal level, not on an external level. Tomorrow, April, or the next day rather, not tomorrow, um, April 18th, Pluto then goes into retrograde. So this energy is more the, the inner truth facing the outward. So what do I mean by that? When this goes into retrograde, the energy will allow you to search your inner truth and truly release that which no longer serves you, but it's more on an external level, where when Mars goes into retrograde, it's more on an internal level, if that makes sense. Um, 
But to be really nice and light about it, there's some heavy romantic energy on the 18th because Venus and Saturn meet up. And there's a lot of talk about serious commitments and being in relationships and taking things further or deeper. Um, so there's a lot of that energy. So just really marvel in it because it's beautiful. Then on April 19th, Venus and Pluto are conjuncting and women in particular are standing up for what they truly feel that they deserve and believe that they deserve in a relationship. Then the energy gets a little bit lighter on the 22nd and sparks are flying. Venus and Uranus are meeting up and it's definitely an electronic and electric pull to somebody else. That's if you're single. If you're in a committed relationship already or if you've been seeing somebody you know, long enough to consider them a partner um, and things have been rocky for you, then you may decide to call it quits on this day because Uranus is all about freedom and you're looking for that. You might decide, you know, when Venus and Pluto are conjuncting, you might decide that you deserve a little bit better and call it quits in your relationship. Now, if you don't, but your relationship is still rocky, you might find that you just kind of bulldoze um, over these problems. You, you clear them all out this weekend and you come back being able to build on a better ground and a sturdier foundation. So that's your um, astrology for the next two weeks. Um, and we'll have some more astrology for you guys on the 25th. See you then. So to kind of wrap up our lovely episode, um, being an indigo child is really meaning that you are coming into your own, that you are beginning to question the path that you're on. And you also have innate natural psychic abilities and you might have a very strong voice already, or maybe you're beginning to come into your voice. Yeah, definitely. It's, um, it's such a beautiful gift to be born as an indigo. So if you're resonating with this podcast and this is something that you really truly feel is part of you, um, experience it and ask this sort of indigo child inside of you to be awakened mm -hmm. and it will come into fruition just very naturally and very organically. And you'll start to see how this energy is really powerful and beautiful and allows for you to move through life with a lot more flow and synchronicity. Mm -hmm. Agreed. And typically indigo children, you are innate entrepreneurs. You are innate soulpreneurs because you are looking outside of the box and you are allowing yourself to fully come into alignment with your soul's purpose. And a lot of times that's not a nine to five sitting at a desk. It might be, maybe that's who you are, but a lot of times indigo children, they have these natural creative tools, whether you're an artist or maybe you're just a psychic or maybe, um, I don't know, you're a blogger, um, whatever it might be. It's, it's being able to come into that power of being able to profit from your unique capabilities. So before we end, I know Julia and I, we had come up with a beautiful mantra for you guys to connect with and for you to use whenever you feel like maybe your voice isn't being heard or maybe you're afraid of communication. So we would like to leave you with 
my voice deserves to be heard. So whenever you're sitting in meditation, you could just say it to yourself right now. My voice deserves to be heard. Yeah, you can bring right. that with you. You could write it on a piece of paper. You could put it, you know, um, as an affirmation on your phone, as a little alarm clock, whatever it might be. And once you begin to feel that and vibrate with that and connect to that energy, you will notice how your energy begins to expand as well. Your voice naturally will begin to be heard even more. Yeah. Yeah. So I believe that that kind of wraps it up. What do you say, Julia? Yeah. This has been a lot of fun and we love being live with all of you guys and seeing all the viewers coming in and hearing from you all. And we can't wait to share the space with you again on April 25th. So we meet every other Monday at 7 p.m. Eastern time. So just be on the lookout to get the link to be able to join with us so we can connect. And we will also be doing complimentary um, readings. So if you want, you can send us an email at theawakenedlife for the number four at gmail.com. Or if you tune in live, we also have a Q&A box where you could submit questions as well. Yeah. Yeah. And in the meantime, you could follow Julia and I on social media. I am at Miss Brianna Rose, M-S-B-R-I-A-N-N-A Rose. Um, that is on Facebook, Twitter, Pinterest, Instagram, wherever you want to find me. And my website is Brianna Rose Branding. And I love connecting with you guys. And Julia, what is your social contacts? I am on Instagram at J-J-A-Y-P-O-R-T-T-T because mm -hmm. it has to be complicated. Yes. Um, and everything else, you can find me um, at The Divine Duo. Um, I'm on Facebook on The Divine Duo, um, or my website is The Divine Duo. So everything else is, is The Divine Duo. You can find me there. Um, yeah. Beautiful. All right. So we hope to see you guys in two weeks on April 25th. If you want, if you maybe tuned in late, um, the podcast will also be up on iTunes and Google Play within the next couple of days. So you could tune in or maybe you just want to listen again or listen to the readings, whatever it might be, or share it with your friends as well, because the awakened life is where new age babes come for life and business advice. And we hope to see you again soon. Bye. The Awakened Life airs live every second and fourth Monday of the month at 7 p.m. Eastern Time. Join us for the opportunity to receive a free reading on air.